Welcome, my friends, to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organisations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people, and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, 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 and welcome to Next Level Change Success. This is season three, and I'm kind of pumped about 2024. I'm not sure why in particular, but I feel that there's a good energy out there. We've Most of us have had a very busy Christmas. I hope you have too, filled with fun, family, friends. You may still be on your Christmas break or your festive break. And you know, I, I understand the difference having worked and lived in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, the difference between that, that come down after Christmas that happens in the Northern Hemisphere as the days are dark, um, but know that lighter days are ahead because solstice has happened. And obviously in the Southern Hemisphere, we're enjoying a fabulous summer, somewhat humid, somewhat uh, rainy, but certainly a nice summer. So... And of course, solstice has happened, so our days are starting to get a little bit shorter, not that we really notice at this point, but uh, that's just the way of the world and cycles as we know it. So before I begin, I'd like to acknowledge that I'm recording on Thoroughwell Country and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I am recording, and to say Happy New Year to you, and thank you for listening and staying with us, staying the path around Next Level Change Success. This year is a big, big year. I'm probably going to say that every year, but the excitement around this year is multifaceted. The change challenges this year, they're going to be no different to the previous years, just different in the themes potentially of what's coming to bear from the last three to four years. And I want to cover off some of the material that came across my plate during the Christmas break for you to consider exploring what are the things that you can implement to really lean into this year, take the bull by the horns and really own this year and change some small things through this year. I think that's the, the way in which we grow and evolve. And I was thinking about what did I learn last year and what do we learn? What are we, what are we going to learn in 2024? will be quite different. So let's go through some of the themes that will be prevalent for organizations. One will be the economic pressures that organizations are facing. And there was some data in, that came across my plate from the recent Gartner Reimagine HR session in 2023 and had this interesting statistic that 45% of CEOs expect that the 2023 economic downturn or recession will be deep and sustained. And so that, that, that economic pressure through this year will still remain for most organizations. And so how that plays out in organizations, obviously, 
people turn their heads to where do we have what I, I you know, put up in bunnies ears fat in the organization that we can cut where you know are we really budgeting as rigorously as we should be are we holding to our expenses what decision making framework do we need to put into place to really um, make sure that we're on top of our expenses they're the type of things that organizations will look at when looking at behaviors in organizations as a result of this this can also mean that leadership can be a bit frayed it can be a bit disjointed because of the pressure that's being applied to certain areas the inequity that might be ensuing around decision making often happens that there is that judgment across the organization about well they're recruiting but there's a recruitment freeze in this area and so from a change and change leadership perspective no more important time than now if your organization is going through this to communicate and be on point with your communications when oftentimes there are structure changes as a result of change you absolutely need to over communicate to keep continuity happening within the business and sometimes these cuts can be quite uh, sudden and so it can take the organization longer to recover from a process perspective from a how do we work without that team no longer being there who do i talk to about xyz and so thus the need for leadership to be strong in its collaboration and to also help implement the changes as well. When looking at the people side in organizations this year, the concept of talent, of retention, looking at attrition rates, making sure that there's stability in the existing workforce, that there's a clear retention strategy, development, capability building, career pathwaying, starting to make sure that those systems and processes are also in place is really critical. And that's not just dependent on the leader, it's actually the function of your people and culture area to facilitate that with the leaders. Leaders understanding how to give good feedback to their employees, to engage your employees in the purpose of the organization, to give them opportunities, to identify other areas they might want to go to, other experiences they might want to have as part of their development and build capability within the organization. There also needs to be an aspect around formation of the workforce, which is externally sourced. And there is kind of a, an interesting debate about the cost of going and recruiting new versus uh, retaining existing and, and promoting within. And with all things in life, it's about balance, about what role, what are you trying to create or what skills do you need to go forward with to say when is it appropriate that we recruit and promote within versus where do we actually want to solicit and identify and bring in talent because we need a new way of working in this particular area. And that's the great debate that will happen this year. So talent can often be very much about how do we recruit and retain. And at the senior levels, that leadership, because once again, these interventions and that recruitment is conducted by a people leader. So it's actually about leaders making sure that they understand and get the right balance of when to recruit and when to promote. 
and their, their capability of leaders to form teams, to work with teams, to manage change, to form, build, perform. These are the, the key attributes of good leaders to be able to move their teams through that life cycle fast. And so it brings me on to the next area of focus, which is leadership. It has always been an area of focus. And this isn't just about having a leadership program as such. This is about core capabilities, cultural, what is the culture of leadership in your organization? So you will have your organizational culture, but what's the culture that sits within your leadership cohort? And are you consciously managing or creating and aligning the leadership culture when recruiting in, again, those tiers within your organization that you're very clear on the need for inclusion, diversity, but a common value system, which is about teaming, it's about ensuring performance, it's about being able to collaborate and also to create teams who then once again emulate that same sort of value system. The cultural ecosystem will be one which is performance-based, is able to deal with constant change and continuous improvement, thrives on it and actually seeks it out. These are the organizations who are going to achieve great outcomes, even in this environment. It was interesting that statistically, it was saying in this same research that on value, there was probably about a thousand dollar differential between going external and promoting within. And of course, I think that varies dependent upon the role, but always sourcing externally, we know costs more than promoting within. However, at times you are going to need to incur that cost to get a better outcome and to achieve your shift in thinking and to bring in that new thought process from other industries into your specific industry or category or service so that you can evolve and innovate. But we know that there's always an aversion to innovation if you haven't got your productivity measures set, if you're not optimizing when it comes to productivity. And from a change perspective, this is really critical. You know, and there are some really fundamentals around rhythms, efficiencies, productivity, getting outcomes achieved within shorter periods of time, which really lends itself to an intelligent organization and one that's a learning focused organization, one that has its measures, its indicators in place, and that they know and can prove up robustly business cases for different pieces of work, as well as for any uh, above and beyond piece or any improvement they want to make. And one of the fundamentals in relation to this, which many organizations haven't matured yet in, is uh, the human-centered design aspect, the putting the customer right at the center of the product development life cycle or service life cycle, and even as support services, putting those who are using those support services within the organization at the center of the design for those support services, such as, you know, project management, um, if you're, you know, people and culture function or if you're an IT function, etc., really putting whether it be the external customer or your internal customer at the center of the improvement process is really critical and one in which organizations really haven't matured in because there is just that basic resistance in culturally in accepting that actually the customer 
can provide valuable input and the human-centered design crew who come in and really facilitate that thought process give great indications as to areas to focus on to improve, to get better outcomes, to either get higher repurchase rates or um, shorter periods of time, more satisfaction, better productivity rates for those who are using the technology or the services or the processes that often support functions provide. And that is an area that most organizations are really missing around their cultural value system uh, around how to systematize and put that into place to get those productivity efficiencies happening. And it comes down to a learning organization. Who's, who's an organization that can learn, who can, who listen, who understand how to listen, and then also to implement the suggestions, the feedback and improve on the products and services they're offering, whether it be internal or external, to get better outcomes with it. And that will always result in better productivity, uh, better outcomes, better return on investment, which lends itself then to capabilities and what are the core capabilities that organizations really need to focus on at times of economic pressure a lot of the time training training uh, budgets get cut people investment gets cut and that is fraught with danger it actually means that you must recruit the talent in with those capabilities already but you're always going to have issues if you're not investing in capability development in core areas to support your strategy to move forward. And in times of economic pressure, it's even more important that people understand how to read the basics, how to set a budget, state or budget, decision-making frameworks, how to make good sound business decisions, which often times will be about return on investment, making sure that the investment you make is getting returned to you two, three times over. And everything, everything I've talked about relies upon good change structures and change management, whether it be change leadership, whether it be change planning, whether it be change monitoring, uh, change measuring. These are the things that change management and the change discipline provides at an enterprise level, at a departmental level, at a team level, and an individual level. Someone's ability to thrive in an ever-changing environment what does that look like? What does your leader need to provide? What does the team look like? How does the team operate to optimize for that? Then at enterprise level, have you got your change roadmap clear this year in 2024 so that people know where they're headed? They can hit the ground running when they come back on board. When there's uncertainty, have you got good change leadership around providing certainty in an uncertain time? to your people to ensure that you keep them focused on delivering good outcomes. Are there processes missing? Are there things you need to improve on throughout the year? Is that already defined? Because heading into the new year and then defining it is a little bit late. You should have a pathway that's clear and it was defined at the end of last year to be able to make sure that you maintain momentum from a change perspective. Here's some practical things that you can do if you're in a position of leadership or even if you're a team member and there isn't a plan. Start one, create one, work with your team to define it. Talk about started outcomes when you're defining the plan. What do we want to achieve by the end of this year? 
tell me the outcomes, make them measurable, have your indicators. There's our dashboard. This is how we're going to know every quarter whether we're progressing to the right outcome by the end of the year to give everyone role clarity by the first quarter to ensure that everyone knows their role in this team and then how we also relate and work with other teams and who our key stakeholders are. Be very, very clear in every quarter what you want to achieve. Have the end game, then have every quarter what you would like to deliver on. Then tactically, everyone starts to define, well, this is how I contribute to that outcome. Make sure that that is also clear. If you're in an environment where you work on projects, is there a roadmap for this year enterprise-wide so that you know what's happening across in other areas? It's often a gap. It's often not visible. That can be something that you look to achieve to get that created and built by the end of this first quarter so that you have more clarity and can optimise your program delivery through integrating, leveraging, making sure there's no duplication and that everyone's clear on who's delivering what and when. And then you can get into a change-based conversation on do we have the capacity? Is this fully embedded, this piece of work, before we move on to the next one? Or are we hitting an overload? And what are our change indicators across the organisation to tell us that our staff are getting fatigued? Where are we at with attrition rates? Have we set up the right support structures? All of those conversations can happen off the back of an enterprise roadmap. And you can jump onto myvirtualchangemanager.com because we put together a bit of a, this is what your enterprise roadmap should look like. And around buildings, how you build your enterprise capability as well. So don't hesitate to jump onto the website to have a look at some of the the tools and and, uh, things that we have to offer there. And then being very, very clear about what is the pace of change through this year. Um, When will we see the peak times based on our prior rhythms? And this is all part of, over time, being able to become a smart organisation, a smart team around this is our cyclical rhythm. And so therefore we can better manage you know, if people are off on leave at different times, when's our peak period, when do we need people, if we've got people who can cross-skill, get across each other's piece of work, which also helps from a development perspective, which also lends itself to good modelling. So these are the things that you want to consider at a team level, at an enterprise level, and certainly when you're looking at capability. Are you going to be investing this year in change capability yourself or your organization and make sure that people really understand what this whole change concept is in an operational sense so that they can better manage change because all change management is is a current state which is where you are today as things drop throughout the year there will need to be iterative change take place and you want to be able to cope with that handle it and actually own it and drive it and that will decrease that productivity gap every single time the hit that the organization has that your team might have or that even you have when you're unclear around what the future looks like as soon as everyone starts hitting that uncertainty place it's tools down people start becoming crippled with anxiety about i'm not sure how to move forward the change 
management and change plan is to help build that bridge to get them to walk over it as fast as possible. And so that productivity loss is minimized. So think about that organizational level. How well does that work in your organization? Is to be able to embrace change, to work with it, to work with the people on it, to know that it's just a way of working and a way of being. And it's all about learning and moving forward and continuous improvement. So, so a few themes on 2024. Let's just recap those. The economic pressures that are going to take place across organizations. Some will thrive. Some will love that challenge. Just become a little bit more efficient, but really make some gains this year. That will be what CEOs want to create in their organizations. Then we've also got the talent piece, whether to invest in our existing talent, uh, whether to recruit in, but it all has to do with what skill sets and capabilities do you want to bring into your organization? Where is it relevant that you would make the investment? And where is it relevant that you want stability? So you want that continuity when it comes to your organization or your team. Then also let's think about smarter ways of working, productivity and ensuring that you have your change roadmap in place. These are just some of the things that you really want to look at this year and building that change capability and that change muscle. There's no more important time. And there's a few topics this year we're going to be talking about around making sure that your teams avoid burnout that your teams can become change agile, that you're really assessing impacts in the right way because that is really critical about how that feeds into how you can pace change. And you want to get to the end of this year with as much enthusiasm and energy as you have at the beginning of the year versus falling in a heap at the end of the year, which often can happen across organizations, which really isn't productive. Because the health and well-being aspect, which is quite tokenistic at the moment, is becoming more and more fundamental in this information age where everything's collapsed and we're expected to get across things, introduce new things, work and get to a point of stability with them. And so that that's a new norm. And yet it's so difficult to do as humans because we are running at the speed of knots and we need to start taking back our health and well-being as a center of focus so that we can perform and optimize our performance. So let's bring on 2024. Let's have some fun. And I hope you come on the journey with me through listening to Next Level Change Success. Come and visit us at myvirtualchangemajor.com. And we're always improving the things that we're providing on the website. So come and jump over there, see what courses we have if you're interested in change management and what it has to offer check it out have a great day and thanks for listening and remember that change matters because your people matter